Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 253 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show has been involved in software development for more than 25 years, having worked in a variety of different roles, including engineer, team lead, architect, and chief technical officer. He is currently the performance tech lead at Wix.com, where he focuses on making their 100 million hosted websites load and execute faster. He is also an international speaker as well as a panellist on the JavaScript Jabber podcast. So welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, Dan Shapir. Hi, I'm very happy to be here. Dan, I think it might be worth asking you a little bit about your current role as performance tech lead at Wix.com. Can you give us a bit of an insight into that and what you do? So I've been with Wix for the past uh, five and a half years focusing mainly on web performance throughout. And like you said, my current role is performance tech lead, which means that I focus on making sites built and hosted on the Wix platform load and run as quickly as possible. Uh, Obviously, that's a primary concern for people who use our platform to get their web presence. I also deal with the performance of our own web-based tools and services, but primarily my focus is on user sites. Uh, It's a job I enjoy very much, and given the huge number of sites hosted on Wix, I think it benefits the the web in general. Yes, I was obviously about to mention the number uh, that we we said in the introduction, which is over 100 million, and that that must be be growing on a continual basis as well. Yes, so like I said, I've been with Wix for five and a half years, and back when I joined, uh, we were, I think, something like uh, 20 million or something like that. So we've definitely grown a whole lot uh, since then. Uh, by the way, when I joined, we were less than 500 people, and now we're over 3,000. So it's been quite a ride. Yeah. And definitely any change that uh, we make, that I make, that members of the team make, goes a very long way simply because uh, this huge penetration that we have into the market. Yeah. Have you noticed any significant differences since when you started Um, And now, given the growth of the company, has your role changed that much? My role has changed because back when I started, it was much more that um, I did a lot of the stuff just myself. And now there's a lot more of working with various teams and also being involved in education and instruction and and giving advice or reviewing architecture and code. So because there are just so many more people working and so much more code being written, obviously I can't code review every line that gets written myself. So in that regard, the role definitely had to change. And also, you know, the web itself has advanced a whole lot since then. So uh, the tooling and the, the and the capabilities that we currently have in the browsers and in general have also advanced quite a bit. Yes, in terms of the challenges, presumably they, they have changed as well. So you obviously mentioned the fact that the internet has certainly moved on. Presumably the way you deliver the services and the platforms has changed over that time as well. Yeah, so first of all, it's important to note that 
uh, even web browsing itself has changed quite a bit. Back when I joined, the vast majority of uh, visitors to Wix-hosted sites came from uh, computers, from desktops. And now they're definitely coming from mobile devices. So that has really changed how people experience and perceive the web and also their expectations from the web. Because with mobile devices, um, on the one hand, you expect immediacy because, you know, you're used to when you're working with native mobile apps that when you tap on something or when you drag something, uh, the app responds immediately. At the same time, mobile devices are usually weaker than desktop devices. The networks are often not as fast. So on the one hand, you want you need to be much more responsive, but on the other hand, the environment is often much more challenging than it used to be. So it definitely makes my job much more interesting in that regard. I'm sure it does, yes. Well, thank you for that. It's, it's really helpful insight in, into uh, your role and what you do. So, Dan, can you share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? My top tip when thinking about trying to plan your career is to always remember that it's really up to you to define the meaning of your own success and to determine whether or not your career is successful. So we we tend to listen to other people to be guided by what other people say that our career should look like. But in reality, it's really up to us. And that at the end of the day, it's up to you to choose your own career path. And that's the one that's most appropriate to you. And if you don't like the career path that you're on, it's up to you to change it, even if other people might say that you shouldn't or that you're doing fine. Because it's you who knows whether or not you're actually really doing fine. For example, I've seen a lot of people pursue management path, even though they actually dislike it, are bored by it, or aren't really good at it, just because they've been told that it's the best way forward, that you know you need to become a manager in order to advance your career. And that really is like saying that the way to advance in, de- in development in IT is to stop being a developer and become a manager instead. And definitely that's not the best road for a whole lot of people. In terms of defining success um, and success in your own career, I think it is very much, as you say, almost like a personal definition of what that success looks like. So do you do that yourself? Do you have a a vision or a view of what success means to you? Uh, I've always enjoyed building software. That's what I enjoy most of all. When I'm totally away from from the keyboard, when I'm totally not involved in the technical aspects of building software, it all ultimately starts to bore me uh, and I feel like I'm not at my best. So every role that I've chosen along the way had to have at least some aspect of being hands-on. Uh, just a, a pure managerial position, in my case, for example, is not appropriate. And that's why my current role at Wix is so fitting for me, because on the one hand, I get to influence, to make an impact across the entire company because I work with a lot of teams. But on the other hand, I definitely remain hands-on in terms of the technology, uh, understanding what's best in terms of web performance, providing technical guidance, and, and so forth even going so far as to do actual code reviews and project reviews and architectural reviews. 
so for in my case, a pure managerial role would not be appropriate for me. And I started down that route, and then I changed my direction because I understood that it's not really the way that I want to go. In terms of sort of taking ownership of your your own career as well, I think that's that's something that's definitely changed, uh, and people have to be more conscious that they need to they need to be driving the direction of their own careers. I definitely agree. I mean, if we consider you know other fields or previous generations, people used to start their career at one place, work their entire life at that company, organization, whatever, and then ultimately retire. We're not living in that kind of world anymore. Uh, we are expected to change our careers every four or five years. Otherwise, we're kind of considered maybe even stale. And that definitely gives us an opportunity to adjust our career according to our own preferences and also according to our actually changing preferences. Because, you know, over time, what we like to do also changes. Maybe we get bored with something and we want to try something else. The way that IT works these days, I think that's definitely something that we can do and we can try. Yes, agreed. Okay, Dan, can you share with us your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? At the previous place where I worked, uh, Natwix, a company before that, uh, it got to a point where uh, the founder and CEO of the company and I just uh, couldn't see eye to eye on almost anything. Uh, we were constantly uh, butting heads, arguing, and it became very unpleasant to the point that I literally didn't like to come to work anymore. And given that I'm very work-focused and I I do, I'm in IT because I love being in IT and I love uh, this uh, industry that we're in, getting to this point where I literally dislike coming in and, and coming to work was really difficult for me. It was really hard. And I think that it was even starting to affect my my well-being, you know, my health, in a sense. But it wasn't easy for me to leave because I've been there for a long time. I held a very senior role in the company. In fact, I, I even joined the company because at the beginning, the CEO and I had been close friends. So, and, you know, unfortunately, the situation that evolved in the company impacted that as well. So, and it definitely was one of the reasons that I had joined the company in the first place. And also, the job market at the time wasn't so great. And I didn't know if I could find a comparable position. And as the main provider for my family, just leaving wasn't an easy decision to make. But the thing is that I didn't keep it to myself. I discussed it with my wife, and I'm happy to say that she definitely had my back all the way. And so I took a bit of a gamble and went for a position that initially appeared like a bit of a step back or a step down in terms of my career. But ultimately, it was a great move for me. And it has been very rewarding and beneficial to my career, both in terms of my advancement and also financially. So being stuck in a position that you don't enjoy just because you're you're afraid of what might happen if you try to make a change, you know, sort of the devil you know, it's definitely something that uh, I don't uh, recommend to anybody. Sure. Yes, it sounds like you've learned from that experience. Oh, definitely. Look, it hasn't changed my approach in the sense that one of the reasons 
that uh, we we got to that point was that I was never I've never been a yes man. I, I can I don't agree with people or the higher ups just for the purpose of agreeing with them and advancing my career, and that hasn't changed. But what has changed and what I have learned is that if something isn't working in your current situation, if you're not enjoying the place where you're at, then don't hesitate. Make a change. Even if it's scary, take the leap. That's good advice. Definitely. And Dan, can you now share with us your career highlight or greatest success? Well, to be honest, it's it's kind of difficult for me to pinpoint a specific career highlight. Uh, I've, as you said at the very beginning, I've had a, a fairly lengthy career, and I have to say that uh, despite that uh, past low light, I've I've definitely enjoyed the vast majority of it. I've built and I'm currently building products that get used by millions of people, and I like that very much. I like making an impact in the real world. Uh, I've made significant contributions to companies that have been very successful. Uh, for example, one of the first companies that I worked for when I joined was, this, was a startup with like less than 10 people in two rooms. And by the time I left, we were listed on the NASDAQ and worth billions of dollars. Uh, you know, I've spoken at leading technical conferences and in front of hundreds of people. That's definitely something I enjoy doing. And I've recently become a panelist on the JavaScript Java podcast, which has uh, thousands of listeners. And I'm certainly enjoying that very much. So if you look at all of these, any one of these could be considered to be a highlight. And from my perspective, it's just a con- sort of a continuous uh, thing. And I definitely still enjoy learning new technologies and building software. And I hope to continue doing it for a long while yet. So, you know, I hope that maybe my biggest career highlight is still ahead of me. Yep, it could well be, couldn't it? Definitely. It sounds like, though, that that from your own perspective, it's a real combination of all those attributes and, and aspects that actually make your career so enjoyable. Definitely. Uh, Like I said, I've always been very technical and enjoyed architecting software and coding and working on software, even hunting bugs. At the same time, I enjoy being in front of people and interacting with people. So that's why I really like speaking at conferences or being on a podcast or blogging or stuff like that and interacting with the community at large. Definitely. And I really think that my current role at uh, Wix definitely captures both these aspects. So Dan, what excites you about the future of the industry and careers in IT in particular? Uh, One of the biggest differences uh, between a career in IT and a career in almost any other field that I can think of is that every project uh, you work on and any problem that you face is kind of unique and different than anything else. I mean, obviously, you carry your experience and knowledge from one task to the next and one job to the next, but there's so much change and innovation in between these jobs and these projects. And there's an incredible variance in this field. You know, when I look back at my career and all the places that I've worked at, every time I switched jobs, I literally had to learn new technologies, new tools, new platforms, and and that's something that I personally really, really enjoy. And when I look forward, I don't think that this is slowing down. In fact, I think it feels like it's speeding up. Uh, technologies like uh, AI, uh, VR and AR, 
wearable technologies, who knows, maybe even implants, you know, maybe we'll have computers embedded in our, in our brains. Uh, you know, some people get scared by that. I'm actually <laughs> kind of looking forward to that. So there's so much <laughs> cool stuff to learn and use, and I can literally hardly wait for it. So Dan, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's give it a go. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? I was one of those kids that got into computers really early. I loved computers from a really young age. Uh, I think I was around 12. Uh, while my friends were playing video games, I actually wanted to create those video games. And I have to say that I've always enjoyed coding more than I've, I enjoyed playing. I even had a chance to work in the gaming industry for a while, which was definitely fun. I don't work there anymore, but I definitely still love programming. So it's been programming for me all the way. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? One notable advice that I received was from uh, the CTO of one of the first companies that I worked at. Uh, it was a small but elitist uh, uh, startup. And he told me something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing because it's been a while. He said, uh, quote, um, one great developer is worth any number of mediocre developers. And that instilled in me in a desire to be the very best that I can be. I wanted to be that great developer. And I wanted to work at places where the other people are also top-notch. I never wanted to settle for uh, the mediocrity. mediocrity. Uh, and when I hire people, I always strive to get the best candidates that I can. And I definitely think that it's a key to success to get the best people that you can to work for the company that you're at. Yes. So do you sort of look to see when you're actually recruiting people who it is that sort of stands out in terms of their desire to be the best that they can be? Into software, who really loves the craft, who has strong intuitions, who is a real problem solver, is much more interesting for me. It indicates a much more a candidate that I would like to recruit for a company than somebody who happens to know a particular technology. So usually I don't try to ask about this or that technology, whether you happen to know in front-end development, whether you happen to know React or Vue. You know, you can always learn a new technology. What interests for me is how much the candidate uh, indicates his ability to like uh, to think through problems, to be excited by the possibility of building uh, software, to be into this whole field of, of software development. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? I've actually served in the Israeli Army, actually the Israeli Air Force, for quite a, a bit. I was in the Air Force for five and a half years. I'm, I'm actually a major in the Israeli Air Force. And one of the things that I was told there is literally uh, shut up and do as you're told. And that's one reason that even though I was there for a while, I definitely never really considered a military career. I never wanted to work at a place that isn't willing to listen to what I have to say. It's not that I'm unwilling to accept authority. I do think that decisions need to be made. And once they're made, whether you're fully on board or not, you have to act on them, you know, for yeah. the good of the, of the organization. But I need to feel that I'm making an impact. I won't work for any place where my opinion doesn't matter and won't be heard. 
If you were to begin your IT career again in today's world, what would you do? First of all, I have to say that I would definitely start my IT career all over again. I don't think I would like to go into any other field. Uh, I love programming, like I said, since when I was a kid, and I love it today, and I don't want to do anything else as a career. I do have a, a master's degree in software, which I would probably not do again. Uh, I did enjoy my time at the university, but uh, ultimately did very little to my career. And I have to say that uh, the, the things that I worked on in the industry have been more interesting than the things that I've worked on in the academy. So these days, I'd probably just try to gain more real-life experience, and I probably also would like to be more involved in open-source software. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I think that I've reached the point in my career where my resume needs to work for me rather than the other way around. That said, I am trying to enhance my personal brand by speaking at conferences, by podcasting, by being on this podcast, and yep. by blogging, and by other things that I do in the community, um, you know, meetups and, and whatnot. Uh, and lucky for me, I really enjoy doing all these things. So it's not like I have to force myself to do them. Yeah, that's good. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Um, I think that the main thing that has helped me in my career is that I really like meeting and interacting with other people, other developers, uh, getting to know them, being interested in who they are and what they do. Uh, I really try to be a people person. It doesn't always come natural to me, so I sometimes do have to work at it. An interesting story around that is that uh, a while back we had a, a visitor from Microsoft at Wix uh, and I was showing uh, him around the company. And luckily for us, it was the last day of our annual hackathon at Wix. Uh, so a lot of uh, teams were showcasing the projects that they had worked on in their in that hackathon. Uh, so I was basically just walking with him around between the various rooms and, and showing the various projects. It was really interesting and lots of fun. Uh, and while we were walking around, he remarked that it was great to see how many people in the company I knew and how many of them actually knew me. And yes. I felt really gratified by that. And I think that it's really super important. I think it is. It's very much so. It's all about building those relationships, isn't it? And across the company as well, that you're not just siloed and, and you don't have that sort of external connection with other people. Definitely. You know, I go out of my way to try to interact with other people. For example, again, mentioning that hackathon, um, whenever I myself participated in the hackathon, one of my main criteria for uh, deciding which team to join, which project to work on, was to try to work with people who I've never worked with before. So I, I don't really care so much if my project wins or not. I mostly cared about the fact that I got to know and work with and interact with, with people who I wasn't familiar with before. Sure. Uh, presumably you would have learned different things from them as well, because obviously they're, they're probably working in a different, slightly different environment. Definitely, for sure. You always learn. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? Mainly I try to work on things that I enjoy doing. Uh, I try to keep learning new stuff. I try to be engaged in decision-making, not just take instructions, but also, you know, influence them. Uh, I try to be socially active, both inside the organization and in the development community in general. 
and I get to meet and engage with really smart people. So that's lots of fun. And yes. you know, I like it. <laughs> and what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Well, I'm married with three kids and a dog. So for a long while, I don't really think <laughs> I had a whole lot of spare time. But now the kids are getting older and uh, getting much more independent. So my wife and I have a lot more time for ourselves. And some of the stuff that we enjoy doing, so for example, we enjoy traveling and touring a lot. Uh, Israel is a, where I live is a fairly small country. So we do a lot of traveling abroad, uh, usually twice a year at least, when it's not uh, Corona uh, virus <laughs> preventing every, everybody from leaving their house. Indeed, yes. Um, yeah. We enjoy attending live music performances. We enjoy going to rock concerts. Uh, we try to go out once or twice every week. I also try to keep in shape. So I go to the gym at least twice a week. And I enjoy reading books, watching good programs on TV. I think that more or less concludes all the spare times that I happen to have. I'm sure. Yes, you managed to pack a lot in by the sound of it. I try to. I, I'm certainly tired at the end of the day. <laughs> And Dan, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? I think I'll more or less reiterate the fact that you that you should do what you enjoy and enjoy what you're doing. Uh, you know, we only live once, and our job is such a big part of of that. Certainly, in terms of the amount of waking hours that we spend doing it, and uh, life's just too short to spend all that time doing something you don't like. Yeah, if that happens, if it, you know a situation where you end up doing something that you don't enjoy, then bite the bullet and make a change, even if that change scares you. And even if it means taking a step back in, in your career, because often that step back would enable you to launch your career forward. You know, I can't always promise, obviously, that it will turn out for the best. But uh, being proactive about your career is always better than just, you know, being along for the ride. Yeah, that's very true. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Well, probably the best way to get in touch with me, with me is on Twitter. Uh, I'm fairly active there and I usually respond within a day unless, you know, I'm on vacation or super busy. Uh, my handle on Twitter is uh, Dan Shapir. That's D-A-N-S-H-A-P-P-I-R. Uh, like I said, I'm also a panelist on the JavaScript Jabber podcast. So if you enjoyed listening to what I had to say, then uh, be sure to listen to me there as well. I'm also on LinkedIn, obviously, but uh, honestly, I'm not very active there. So don't be offended if you send me a connection request on LinkedIn and it takes me a whole while to respond. In generally speaking, Twitter is much, much better to get in touch with me than LinkedIn. Great. Thank you, Dan. And thank you so much for joining me in the podcast today. Really appreciated it and enjoyed the chat. Same for me. It was lots of fun. So thank you very much for having me. Hi, Phil here again. Now, if you thought about being a guest on the show yourself, or you have somebody in mind that might be a good guest, please do let me know. You can reach me on Twitter, where I'm at Phil Tech Career, or you can find me on LinkedIn, or you can even contact me through the website which is itcareerenergizer.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.